0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
1: And here in the imminently soggy Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. I don't know who's going to get wetter. Um, well, this morning, the, so we're talking, of course, about Hurricane Florence, um, uh, which has been headed toward the coast of North Carolina for the last few days. A friend of mine referred to it as, uh, sort of likened it to being stalked by a turtle. Yeah, um, you know it's it's coming for you. It's coming, and um, and for some time the the projected track took it literally over my house. Yeah, um, and that has changed, and we're now going to get brushed by it in such a way that it's going to turn north and miss Atlanta. I think Atlanta's now going to get maybe some rain, but right, it's the it's, uh, the projection is it's going to turn north and catch us on the corner of that turn, and we're going to get like three or four days of um, decreasing, you know, tropical stormness as it fantastic. So that'll be will be a, a it'll be a moist weekend uh, for sure.
0: We had um called it moist weekend hashtag moist weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we had had this conversation earlier. It's like we should probably get this done on Thursday, uh, just so there's power yeah. uh, at our Who respective knows? houses. Who knows? Um, another first with the uh the podcast this week is um I am drinking coffee because Ooh. we are doing this at nine in the morning.
1: Because <laughs> we're both unemployed slackers.
0: <laughs> we are underemployed there you go. or um, um, aspiring entrepreneurs who haven't quite caught their break yet. That's right. That's right. I will say,
1: because uh, some people have been asking me and have evidently generated some interest and compassion among our among our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, two technical interviews yesterday. I'm scheduled for uh, or this in the last week. I'm scheduled for a, uh, Final interview with one of them next week, and the other probably will happen. I expect to have two offers for two excellent positions in the next week or ten days. So that would be fantastic. They're moving moving fast for me. It's and and both of them would be um, just great things that I'd love to do. I'm very interested in both of them. So
0: awesome. Yeah. And um, the consulting business is off to a good start. Um, I've got some base clientele and um, had a a meeting for a small business uh, to maybe take over their uh, technical support um and i've also you know i'm doing assessments as well and and <laughs> taking interviews for uh, for jobby jobs as well there you go but it was nice i went downtown and uh met with uh my client for i don't know 15 20 minutes and then i went and had Hattie B's and drank a beer at lunch um oh, i love it cuz i can do that now
1: you can do that now
0: and uh hot chicken is uh is real life you guys. If you haven't gotten on the hot chicken train, you uh you need to do it. And is this a, is this an Atlanta thing, hot chicken? H- well, no. Uh Hattie B's, well, hot chicken period is a Nashville thing. I see. Um it was uh it was pioneered by a couple of restaurants, one of them being Prince's. Um it has been commodified. Um that's why they have like Nashville hot chicken at like KFC now. I see. But Hattie B's kind of took the um Kind of the gritty o g component and uh dolled it up and branded it really well and um now they've got locations all over the country, but they opened one in Atlanta very recently, and um i was just i happened to be in the neighborhood and it was very good You're
1: good all right
0: my of course my my atlanta guilty food is um uh the varsity the, we we don't now yeah, we don't do that don't you there there used to be a varsity maybe like two miles from my house um and I, I went there, I think, once, because at the time, my four-year-old wanted wanted to go. It is the most appalling greasy
1: burger you'll ever have, but it's delish. And um, the tradition of the place, of course, is you walk in, the guy behind the counter saying, what do you have? What do you have? Yep. What do you have? What do you have? That's their thing. What do you have?
0: That is definitely their thing. And um, it is definitely a rite of passage. Mm. Um, it is an Atlanta institution. Totally. Um, but it's it's an institution in the way that like it was there before things were good. <laughs> and... <laughs> Things are much better now, Things but better, it's still yeah. there.
1: Yeah. their fries are good
0: uh, their onion rings are stupendous oh, that's oh, about yeah, that's the true. the biggest thing um, going for them um, but I, I you know you would go on your way down to a Braves game or a Georgia Tech football game um, but that's uh, yeah I haven't darkened their doorstep for any reason in the past probably decade.
1: you know it's interesting you can tell that uh, Adam and I haven't spoken for a while.
0: <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, we, we, we tried to make last week work and I man, I made that announcement that, uh, we weren't, <laughs> there wasn't going to be an episode this past week. And, uh, the response <laughs> was, was, uh, overwhelming in a, uh, in a surprising way. People were, were <laughs> really upset that you didn't get to listen to, you know, two morons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about burgers From their mouths for you know, <laughs> yeah, for an hour. We're
1: five minutes in so far. We covered weather and burgers. Yep.
0: Uh, well, listen. All the so let, let,
1: stuff. Let, let, let's see, let's combine let's combine at least one of those topics. You know what's a bummer? What's that, Dan? Shows are canceled for weather. Uh, that is true. Um, yeah, we've we been a, dealing with that a lot too. Yeah, I had a show with um, Viva La Muerte on Saturday at the Raleigh Museum. They're, they're <laughs> through, it's Bug Fest. It's this whole big bug-related, as you can imagine, uh, festival. And then Greensboro just does not have a lot going on, do they? Well, this is Raleigh actually. So, okay. Even worse. Um, (laughs) uh, but it's at the natural history museum. It's like a big deal. And they had an all day music thing and we were going to open it and it was going to be many thousands of people and they canceled it on like Tuesday. Drag. Super bummer.
0: So actually that brings up a good, um, a good topic. What, uh, what, do you guys have as a rain contingency, do you have a contingency in your contract?
1: Well, um, we have stipulated that, um, it is in our contract that there'll be cover from the elements. So in a lot of cases that might mean sunscreen. It might mean, um, uh, not the SPF. I mean like a a shade over the stage area.
0: (laughs) Um, They just give you like a, a, like a tube of, (laughs) of of copper tone. Um, uh,
1: and I, it's just one of those things you just want to talk through with the, you know, the organizer of the event and and just make sure they have a plan because um, uh, they don't always. We're going to be playing a place in a couple of weeks that is, um, I've never seen music there, but apparently they do it. They advertise it, but I've never, I've never been to their music events. It's a restaurant at Carter'sville, North Carolina, which is about mm-hmm. halfway between uh, Greensboro and Winston-Salem. And the plan is that the band plays in the parking lot. And the fallback plan is in the dining room. And the dining room is tiny. If that yeah. happens, we're going to need to bring the electronic drums because there's no way our normal acoustic would be livable
0: in that All room. All that direct, though, you you have the versatility to do that. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. That's the, that's the beauty of going
1: direct is you can play in a tiny space and you can dial it down to where you are the volume of, you know, like a loud home stereo or something. Yep. Um, and And it works really well. So... Uh, I don't have, so to answer your question, I don't have anything in our standard contract about that aside from saying that we'll be, you know, that w- when it describes the physical space of playing that we'll be covered from, from the elements. Um, but it is always a conversation you want to have.
0: Just always. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we have a very, very like well spelled out weather contingency component in our contract. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a couple of close calls and some s- issues where like gear could have gotten really messed up. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I went, I did a deep dive on weather contingency for outdoor events and put in a very, very specific one. Um, the general gist is, is uh, we get to make the call um, whether we play inside or not. Um, every event that is scheduled to be outdoors, has to have an indoor contingency. And, um, you know, we also have like temperature restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's above a certain, uh, temperature or below a certain temperature, we, we ultimately have the discretion and we've gotten, we've gotten some pushback on it, but every time that we have, uh, had to exercise that, um, it has saved us. Uh, we, I had mentioned a gig a couple of weeks back where, They really wanted it outside, and we're like, we have to have an an indoor option, and uh, they were really hesitant to do it, but sure enough, on that day, it poured, 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 Mm. and the indoor option was this massive, (laughs) beautiful hall with like 30-foot ceilings and room for everybody, and I was like, this was the worst-case scenario, you know? we're in there and it's air conditioned and it's gorgeous and it sounds amazing. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, this, this works. And there's, <laughs> there's a soaked drenched stage with a tent outside. Right. right. So, um, the thing that, that really stinks is for those of us who, who do the, uh, the acoustic dates, um, you know, we don't, we very rarely get contracts for those things. Yeah. And I saw one, um, that a friend of mine sent me, uh, who's a fan of the, uh, the podcast that was really unfortunate. Um, just the rain contingency payment schedule, um, you know, it puts all the, like the, the, the owner of the venue has like all the leverage and, um, you know, he kind of, he got everything set up, got soaked and like, didn't make a dime, um, mm. which is really unfortunate. So be sure that you know those things ahead of time when, before you take those kinds of gigs, especially if they're outdoors.
1: Right. right for so. sure. for sure. I mean, you know, especially, uh, you know, a bar, uh, club or something like that, there's probably not a contract involved. So it's really a matter of talking it through and making sure everybody's on the same page. Yep. You know, you just, you, it, and in some ways not having a contract and that sort of thing is helpful because you can stand by your guns about what's going to work for you and you're not bullied into something that you agreed to before, you know, when that, when it wasn't an issue and you thought, you know, it probably would never come up. Um, so it works out. It works out sometimes just being, you know, but as with anything else, it's about communication. It's about having, um, standards for what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, and then and then communicating those and sticking to them.
0: Yeah, it's also. I mean, it's going to be trial and error because you know you'll you'll think you'll have something sealed up, um, and in writing, and then you realize, oh wait, no, this doesn't quite work. We'll have to tweak this language and that kind of thing. Like I said, we found out because uh, we we just had some some close calls, and so we that required us to kind of go back and revisit. Right. Right. So, it's a never ending process. Totally. So, so you mentioned we had a question so, from, uh, from listeners. Well, yeah, I had, um, I had somebody reach out via the, uh, the cover band confidential Facebook page, which we do check all the time. Um, and you can send emails to, or, uh, DMS. Um, and it was around pricing and, uh, it was specifically, uh, it was a band who, who had reached out to us previously, um, asking about pricing for weddings Yeah. And they were asking about um, how to approach that, Um, you know, and and I I had said that there's really no magical formula to it, and then I totally ignored what I just said (laughs) and told him what the formula was, Um, because and for me, you know, we I told him what we make, and he was like, "Holy crap!" Um, But that's just you know, it's it's market based. It's you know it just depends on where you are. But what I suggested was, um, you know, you are bringing production, which is an added, you know, cost for, you know, both you guys, the, the band and the, you know, the person who's running the event. So I said, um, you need to find out what a good payday feels like to your guys. Multiply that by the number of people that are going to be in, you know, performing or working Add on what you think is a reasonable amount for production and that's going to be either your going rate or what I would say would be your 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 floor yes. as far as pricing goes. Uh, that's the barrier for entry. Um, so you don't want to go below that, but you may want to start a little bit above that, or maybe a lot of bit above that, um, just so you have some room to negotiate. Because I know what I have to pay my guys and what it should cost to do that kind of thing, Um and we are fairly above that, but just so that we can be flexible with, with customers. Um, and they had asked if they should put it on their website. And I, um, I personally don't agree with that. Um, that approach now, not everybody agrees with me. Um, and there are plenty of bands that have like tiered service levels yeah, that I'm, they, I'm prepared that to they offer. advocate on that one. Yeah, go ahead. Well, um,
1: here's how I've seen it done really well. And it, and it is what you just said. Um, I have seen bands put up sort of, a uh, uh, three options, you know, the, the, the bronze, gold, silver packages, um, that are priced. No, it's,
0: it's, you got to do gold, platinum, platinum plus. Well, yeah. Yes. Gold, yeah, platinum, diamond. Yeah, yeah, Sterling, high end, sterling silver.
1: Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Diamond rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> exactly. Larry Bo Curly. Um, the, uh, the benefit of this is people, people can and, – and then the idea is you might never just straight bill even one of those. It's a place to set people's expectations for what to pay and to um, – a, a few things happen. One is people who are not ready to pay your price will um, select out of even starting a conversation with you, which is valuable in terms of your time. Sure. That's one thing. The other is it starts a conversation with them about really what they want, and 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 you've given them a page full of suggestions, and you make it clear on that page they can mix and match, they can design a custom package. Um, I know of bands that have options in terms of how many pieces they can bring. You know, are they going to have a key mm-hmm. guy? Are they going to have a horn section? You know, and they can they can price it out accordingly, and and then be clear with the the customer. You know, the the selection of personnel um, impacts the the song opportunity you know the selection of songs we can have you know we're not gonna do september without the horns or whatever um although i really want to but that's another conversation um you know so there i think there is i think it's it's valid if you choose to do it to put pricing on your site you just need to be clear that it's it's going to disqualify some customers which is not a bad thing Um, yeah but it will reduce the number of raw contacts you get and um you got to be ready to handle people's expectations to defend your value and to um have it be a jumping off point for a much bigger conversation
0: yeah the other thing um that they were asking about is is to is to price it out individually on the website um and again i had su- i had suggested that that was not a good idea like, um like because like- Service, by service. Well, like the band costs this, the production costs this, the lights cost this. Like breaking it down completely. Yeah, I, wouldn't do um, I wouldn't do that. would do that. Yeah, because what that does is it just gives the the client the motive and opportunity to nickel and dime you yep. on what it is you're charging for. Yep. Do we really? Need in all most production? cases, do we
1: really need? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's,
0: it's and those are me. those are typically arbitrary prices anyway. Right. Right. So what we typically do is um, when we get an inquiry. Either from gig masters or from the website or whoever is approaching us, uh, we say we cost this much. That includes sound, lights, sound engineer, and that's you know that's what it says. Um, and actually, we're in the process of doing a negotiation right now, which um, is for like a it's like a frat party kind of deal, and it's a Thursday night, and they want us to play until like two a.m. Um, on a weeknight. So it was like in the pricing they couldn't hit our regular price point, but what they will probably get is they if if the deposit comes through and it clears they'll get a four piece you know minus one of the vocalists um, because they have jobs um, <laughs> right. and you know it'll be a, a slightly different set list because of their the pricing constraints. Right now that varies, um, and for us it just gives us the ability to to kind of move parts around and um like you had said before justify our value yeah and you should know what you're worth you know make sure that you aren't selling yourself short and taking you know taking gigs if you're if you're sticking your neck out to do uh private events that there that is a premium service um whether people want to admit it or not if you're bringing in production you're providing the entire show that's a premium service yeah and so make sure that you are getting what you are worth so that your time is worth the effort.
1: Yeah. Now, so so, and I can hear a question um, that'll be out there after you say that, Adam, which is, well, um, what am I worth? <laughs> right. And I think it's sure. I think it's important to to remember. You know, this is this is capitalism 101, Right. You are worth exactly what the market will pay for you.
0: Right. And and also from the, on the flip side of that you know, you are able to set your own price. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. So uh, and your, in-
1: your worth is the result of a negotiation between you as a seller and them as a buyer. And so, um, asserting your worth is the key part of your, um, sales process. You know, if you go mm-hmm. in there, um, feeling like you're new to this and don't, um, uh, you aren't sure, that you bring what another band might bring. Listen, there, there's there there are there are wedding bands in my market here that are in um, not five figures but very high four, and they deserve. Oh, we've it. got
0: five. We've got five figure bands in Atlanta, yeah, like I'm tons sure of them. I'm Sure
1: you do. Um, we might hear that I don't know of. Uh, the, the point is, those guys, um, they've got a few things figured out. First of all, their their show is on lock. They 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 deliver phenomenally every single time. And they've got it down to a science. Um, and the other thing is they they have gotten past whatever, um, concern or, or lack of confidence or whatever might keep any of us from fully digging in on, on a price. You know, um, the the fact is at weddings, um, when someone's getting married is like one of the only few times in their life, they're completely not
0: price sensitive. Well yeah not yes not completely priced. Well uh,
1: yeah I mean far 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 less so than any other time. People spend ridiculous amounts of money on weddings and um yep. and they can they're welcome to spend some portion of that ridiculous amount on me. Happy to have that be how that goes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But you kind of have to say um here's what that costs and then be ready to stand for that um and have room to to discuss it. I I'm not I've never um I think a lot of times people are concerned, and this is just sales. This is just general sales. This isn't even necessarily a music-specific thing. People are afraid to commit to giving a quote because um, too high a quote will scare off this fish they got on the line, and too low a quote will probably get them the job, but then is it worth it? Plus, by the way, in a a marketplace like ours, underquoting is bad for the market, so – Yes. Same. You know, we're kind of circling back to that thing we've hit a couple of times about should you play for free? You shouldn't, and you also shouldn't play a wedding for six hundred bucks. No. So, because it's just bad for it's just bad for the scene, it's bad for the market, it's bad for your peers. You will you'll make your six hundred, um, and you might even get more gigs at six hundred. But a, do you want them? Because a wedding is not a simple gig. A wedding
0: has. No, a lot of moving parts, it and it's a long. It is day. is a high pressure situation, yeah. and the hours are pretty intense. Yeah. Usually over early. So, I mean, it's not a two a.m. bar gig, but no, but it it could be a two p.m. easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. You could show up at two. Be
1: there, set up, sound check, sit around until seven. That happens all the time.
0: And, and so the other thing to think about is especially when you're talking about like a per member cost, like take that amount and stretch it over what you think the average length of a gig like that would be, yeah. and and that very quickly puts into uh, perspective what you know what it is that you are charging right. people. Right. Plus a lot of time. and that, that's a an, that's a good negotiating uh, uh, part as well. Like hey, you know if you want us to be here at three o'clock and we're going to be and and we're going to be done around you know midnight, five guys for nine hours times whatever, you know, per hour, like that's not, you know, that's not reasonable right. or that's not, you know, worth our time. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And factor in your travel. A lot of times there's, you know, yep. the, the last wedding we did was up in the mountains is two, two and a half hours away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so let me say Lots this too. to consider we, that wedding we played. That was so much fun. Um, uh, a month or two ago, um, Two things to say about that. First of all, the, the photographer, we made buddies, make buddies with the photographer. Right? Yes. Because they're taking great pictures of you. I have a picture of Justin um, kind of hunkered down with his guitar singing at a little girl who is just in, you can, on her face is just pure delight. And standing mm-hmm. right behind them is the bride with her kind of her hands at her mouth being, you know, charmed by what's happening in front of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a million dollar picture. We're going to sell so many weddings on the back of this picture.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the other thing to consider is like, you know, cool performance shots are one thing, but what you really want to do, and if you go on our website, I've actually changed our banner um, to some photos that we've gotten from private events where it's not really, they're, they're not pictures of us. It's pictures of people right. losing their minds, having the best time. And we're in the background, right. like, right.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. A private event and especially a wedding, good God is not about us
0: at all. So like, that's the one thing that I do, see happening. Like, you know, I get, I get pictures from the photographer and, and usually they're very, they're very happy to give them to you. You just need to make sure that you, you, uh, you credit them when you post them. Um, but the main thing is you want pictures of people having fun at your shows because what you, uh, I'd, I'd mentioned before about reading, um, this book called building a story brand. And one of the main components is that um, it's kind of like talking about like like a movie script or like the, like the plot of a movie. Um, it's which is like a hero um, has a conflict and meets a guide to get them through the process. Mm-hmm. So in in the um, in the grand scheme of things, you as the band are not the hero. Wow, you are the guide. Wow, oh that's cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, I love
1: that. I, I that's um, I mean, so that's Joseph Campbell, right? It's hero's hero's journey. Uh, boy, I never thought of it like that. That's so cool.
0: And that's the way that you should posture your band is that we are here to help you have the best night of your life yep. the best party you can. Right. And, and that's, that's man, like it, as soon as it, like that, I read that book in three days. Um, I completely devoured it and I've, I've probably been back through it two or three times. Um, and I totally just gave away like a big part of the book, but, um, well, I'm, I'm buzzing over here because like, I'm, a, I'm, a,
1: I'm a Joseph Campbell mythology nerd, so, you know, mm-hmm. advertising, you know, you'll meet your shadow self, you'll come back changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is that I, I, a, lot of, a lot of people, um, and this isn't just for bands, this is for all businesses, they build themselves as the hero, right. and that's in, in your oh, customer's, the customer's the narrative, yeah. you're the guide, you're not the hero. And if you posit yourself as the hero, they're not interested because right. they want to be the hero because yeah. they're the one with the money. Oh, they're the it's ones. It's their party. Themselves
1: the story. Uh-huh. yeah,
0: that's great. That's
1: great. Listen so, what to...
0: I've done? Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. Uh, so, what I've done on our website is I've taken um, reviews that we've gotten on Gigmasters and email and stuff, and I've put them over pictures of people losing their minds. Yeah, and that's the first thing that you see on our website now. That's good. Is you see us in the background with people having a great time with something that says, thank you so much. We had the best time ever.
1: Yeah. I, I did a similar thing for my, um, my one sheet flyer. The front of it is sort of info about us and the back is now all pictures and, and, uh, uh, quotes from customers. You should, you may want to flip that. Well, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't, it, it's a piece of paper, right? So the front is whatever one I hand to them first. Yeah. 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 Here's the other cool thing about that wedding, just since, since we're mentioning it, um, a couple of weeks ago we played a place in Clemens, North Carolina. That is a place we've been a couple of times before village square tap house. And the couple that we played for came down from Richmond, Virginia for his wedding to come to our show mm-hmm. and, um, like got a hotel near the bar and like came to party with us. Um, so it was really cool. We like made a made a, made a friend and a fan there and, um, they're traveling to see us and, uh, she sat with the band wives at the, at the band wives table and like, they wow. just adored her and, like, you know, insist that they move down to here. And <laughs> you know. he, he's going to be graduating law school pretty soon and looking for something. So, you know, he said, Look, a lot of law happens in central North Carolina, just as much as anywhere yeah. else. Anyway, so they're like officially buddies, uh, you know, now, like way, way beyond customers at this point. So,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, what do you have coming up?
1: Well, would have had this thing this weekend, except for that's out. I have, um, next weekend on Friday night, we're playing a, um, a homecoming. We're playing a high school homecoming.
0: Whoa.
1: The school that our drummers kids all went to, um, following weekend, um, off. And then the weekend after that, well, um, Monday, October 1st, I have an acoustic gig. The political one that I took. Um, yeah. The band's not doing. Um, and then I'm with Viva La Muerte on October 5th. So I got, I got a lot happening over the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're slap full this coming weekend. Fanny pack Friday is right. this Friday. Yes. How are um, sales? Uh, pre-sales are, are pretty good. They're about in line with where they were last time. We have okay. sold out of all, but the, uh, the booths, uh, which there's only four of them and they are the highest price point. Um, we're a little bit ahead of where we were last, last time, um, which is, I'm, I'm optimistic about that. Um, do you and we got repeat,
1: pro- repeat visitors.
0: Um, yes. And then also people who are like, crap, we missed the last one. I can't wait for this one. And so I'm hoping that this, this continues to kind of build steam organically and we could do these, you know, once a quarter. Um, and depending on where this, um, where this one goes, uh, as far as numbers, um, we've been approached by another venue who has a larger cap um, about potentially bringing it there uh, sometime in the future. Good. And we just kind of, in order to really sell that, we really we need to prove that we can, you know, we can bring our numbers up um, because if we sell out this event, which we may or may not, um, that would put us within about fifty people above. Like there, there would be about fifty more people to grow into this larger, uh, this larger venue. Okay, good. And then we've got a private event on Saturday, and then potentially another private event uh, this coming Thursday. Um, our booking has been really strange uh, in this particular season. Um, we we were already booking stuff out in 2019, but then like November and December dates are kind of uh, there's a bunch in flux, but you know, we've had some people drop out that said they were interested. So there's just, there's a lot going on. Um, but 2019 is already looking up. Um, what I'm prioritizing right now is, um, revamping our, uh, our promo material for next year. Um, you know, I know it's September, but, you know, basically when, with these kinds of groups, when you're doing private events, um, you're, you're looking ahead to the next calendar year, you know, pretty far up. Um, and, depending on the number of uh, gigs we have in December, we may start working on Christmas tunes yeah. uh, in the next few weeks. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's good. We have, um, I don't think we have anything right around Christmas. We're playing the weekend before new year's and we're playing new year's Eve. Um, at the places, well, Villa Square tap house and, and tailgaters, which are two places owned by the same guy. Oh, here's the thing that might be interesting to just touch on. Um, so last weekend, we played at Tailgaters. Weekend before, we were at Village Square Tap House. Both have the same <laughs> owner, and he loves us. Bought me a shot when I saw him at, at Village Square week before. Nice. Um, uh, and just, you know, oh, man, you guys sound great. You always do. You guys are fantastic. They're, you know, like really enthusiastic about us. But the Village Square show was um, Labor Day weekend, and the turnout was not strong. We had some people there, but it, usually that place is slam-packed, and it was not. Yeah. And then the next weekend, last weekend, we were at uh Tailgaters, his other place in Greensboro, and it was dead. Dead, mm. dead, dead. And part of that was um there was a big folk festival in town. The Greensboro is the home of the North Carolina folk festival every year. And so that was mm-hmm. it was opening night of that. And um a really big local artist, well, she's a national artist, but she's from here. Her name is Rihanna Giddens. Um, hmm. um was playing that night, and I think a lot of people were at that. Plus the next day was the football season opener and they were throwing a huge party for that. So that was going to be a big deal. So I think both of those things sucked their Saturday night pretty hard. Um, Yeah. So I had back-to-back nights at this guy's two places that were way off attendance-wise. And um, on one hand, so there are two things I want to say about that. The first is man can playing to an empty room suck. (laughs) Yeah. And it really takes something to keep your morale up. Um, one of the things I'm proud of my guys about is we, we never slack off even when we're the only ones in the room. And it's happened a couple of times. Uh, we play as if we're playing to a thousand, no matter who's in the room. So, um, I just recommend that because otherwise it can get pretty grim. Um, <laughs> I strongly recommend at least turning it into, uh, a rehearsal of your full, pr- full performance energy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I'm thinking about is how do I make my next outings at this guy's place, which are end of December, you know, last weekend of December and New Year's Eve, be uh, real blowouts, like really, really a big deal. Because I, 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 um, I don't care how much he likes us and thinks we sound good. If we're not delivering, you know, customers to the bar, that's that's the business. That you know, we can't deny that's the business model. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking now about how to go about marketing those and getting word out for those. It will have been, but we're, we're, um, not in so many bar gigs like November and December. So we, we might be, we might be a little bit oversaturated right now. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, this month it'll, it'll feel different next month, I think. Um, so I got an eye on that and that's the sort of thing uh, I want to bring that up because you want to be aware that. You know, their attendance is just their people. It's, we have we have had very little to do with the attendance in those rooms in the past. They have a big, you know, regulars community in both of those places, and they just didn't turn up that night. And yeah, we, we, you know, it's, that's not exactly our fault, except that it's going to reflect on us whether we like it or not. So, um, so it's the kind of thing you just want to know about. Pardon me, notice when it happens, and um, and take some action to correct.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, we, it's the same kind of deal in Atlanta. Um, Labor Day weekend is like a complete, just it, it is, it's the weekend that Dragon Con is. Right, um, right. it's also the, uh, the college football big opener at the, uh, at Mercedes Benz stadium. Um, there's so many people in town, um, but they're typically all wrapped up in other activities. So right. we typically, Unless you're playing downtown um, which is its own logistical nightmare in itself right. um, for a for a specific event um, trying to do ticketed events or anything like that that weekend if you're if you're too far out is just kind of a waste um, because there's just so much going on um, and then you know we've definitely had those 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 nights um, when we first started doing the we set up a residence at Venkman's um, it was probably two years ago at this point. We were there once a month and, um, the first two times were awesome. We made great money, good ticket sales. But by the time we played the last one, um, because we were there so much, like we, I couldn't cover, you know, I couldn't cover the spread. I couldn't pay my guys. Um, you know, I took a big financial hit on those and we just had to back off, uh, significantly. So yeah, um,
1: monthly ticketed events in one venue would be a lot.
0: Yeah, and it was it was it was their idea. They were just getting started, and you know it was kind of a learning experience for for both both of us. Um, that one just kind of stung a little bit, um, sure. and and it really kind of uh, forced us to look at you know why would people come see us once a month? Like, what do you have to offer? Yeah. Um, and so that's when we started dealing. Yeah, is is you know, it a new enough
1: show every month? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So that that's kind of you know the the birth of Fanny Pack Friday was actually you know, what can we offer that's, that's unique from what we normally do? Um, that's kind of fun and, and different. And, and the branding around it is really what I'm proud of. And I think that's what is selling, um, people to go to those shows. And, you know, you had talked about maybe franchising it. Maybe we, you and I can have a little offline conversation and, um, I'll hook you up with the branding. You guys can do a Fanny Pack Friday up and up and up a your way. Sure.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm we're working on right now, um, uh, a show that sort of targets um, kids and families, um, mm-hmm. maybe like a Saturday afternoon um, something. Um, we don't have the details of that worked out, but, um, but yeah, I want to be headed into sort of bigger events that we put on. And um, so, yes, you will. Uh, I'm not sure I'm quite ready to, I'm not ready to schedule <laughs> anything, but, but I, I like the idea very much.
0: Well, and like the kids music market is crazy. Yeah. Um, I didn't really realize that um, the, the, uh, the way that it, it was kind of set up, we, we got XM and there's a kid's station yep. and like all these, cra- these bands that you know have kids albums mm-hmm. and they don't press them. Um, the big ones, the biggest one, honestly, it's two, it's a, it's the Verve pipe, like hmm. the freshmen guys. Wow. And, um, the lead singer of the presidents of the United States of America has a kids music project called Casper baby pants. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes.
1: And it's yes. they're really it's good songs, it's fantastic, yeah, you know the other um kids' albums I really love are the um they might be Giants ones,
0: yeah, absolutely, so good, and um th- when this was another kind of venkman's members only uh kind of crossover, we were doing um we were doing an event there, and there was an early show for I think it was like the Jewish Film Association, but they were doing like a kid's a kid friendly event, it was like a fundraiser for the for the festival and When we, uh, when we got there, we had just done our sound check and we were, you know, putting stuff away and hanging out. And we went back into the, uh, into the green room. And what I didn't know is that there was a, there was an act that was going to play, uh, called Andrew and Polly. And I didn't, I didn't put two and two together immediately, but I went and said hi and shook their hands and my wife goes, um, these are the, these are the grapes people and they have a song called, I'm like the, the chorus is I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat some grapes. And it's, it's, it's a catchy song. And she's like, this is the grapes people. And I straight up fangirled so hard (laughs) that I think they were like, well, they were definitely surprised. Um, but we sat and talked shop for like, I don't know, an hour and a half. And they were, they were the nicest people. And, um, and you know they gave us free merch and like totally hooked us up. And I got to go home and I was like, you know, told my my six year old we met the grapes people. And they had you know la 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 grapes shirts. And they were like we were like real cool for a minute.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: So it's yeah. A- I think I think at our show
1: we're going to mostly play our normal stuff, um, probably cleaned up a little bit. Sure. Um, we might pick up, you know baby shark do 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 but um yeah
0: that's 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 having a resurgence at the moment oh it's ridiculous
1: it's yeah it's 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 unavoidable i actually um was given uh as a matched set uh a pair of t-shirts that are baby shark and daddy shark nice so so we wear those sometimes hashtag dad stuff Oh yeah, so the point is um it's gonna be you know just a, our our fun dance party stuff that um, I don't know kids won't know most of it, but they don't care. I in the the most fun shows I've ever played there've been like half a dozen four year- olds bopping around the foot of the stage. Um, so we'll market it and we'll'll we'll, um, I'm thinking about selling a, a family-sized ticket. yeah like a ticket gets in up to three adults and up to three kids or something like that. Nice um, for 25 bucks or something and um yeah and then see how it goes if we if it if it kills we'll do it every couple of times a couple of times a year or i don't know still working it out i think i have the space figured out there's a venue here that's kind of brand new and i know the owner real well and he's looking to really support performers and acts like that and so um uh, probably his space is where we'll do it anyway that's a thing we're considering
0: yeah. It's, it, you know, th- again, there, there's money to be had there. Um, Venkman's does, does a lot of kid friendly stuff for, uh, on brunches, mm-hmm. uh, on during the weekends. Like they have a princess brunch that they do and they'll nice. play like a Disney movie. Uh, they yeah. do puppet brunch once a quarter. That is super awesome. Um, and basically it's an excuse for parents to go and have like a long meal, have a, you know, have a couple of mimosas while the kids watch a puppet show, but it's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. We've, we've done yeah, it a couple cool. of times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crucial that you cater to that. I mean, we're going to have a full bar.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're pretty clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what Uber's for. Exactly. Good stuff. Um, also want to throw out a congratulations to Steve and Alan and all those guys. The, uh, cover band central, uh, website officially launched. Yes. Um, have you, have you checked it out yet? I have. It's good. It, yeah, it looks really good. The articles are, are fantastic. I may have to reach out to Steve to see if any of the uh, CBC uh, articles that we'd written uh, last year would be uh, valuable to them. Sure. Um, I set up an account. I haven't, you know, unfortunately, I haven't had the time to really dig in and, and see what's there. But um, man, there's a lot of talent on that uh, on that site. Seriously. You know, we Seriously. talk about you know playing a mean game and that kind of thing, but there, man, there are groups that are just crushing. Oh. Crashing, yeah. yeah. and, um, you know, there's a lot to learn. Um, and, and like he said, you know, once they kind of bring in the, uh, the tiered system, uh, might get rid of all the, uh, arm folders as they've now been coined in the, uh, on the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. All the, all the yeah, judgy well, old At groups. the very least
1: we can have that, the, the master global, you know, iPads and music stands thread and not have to rehash it.
0: Yeah. And just sticky it at the top and, If you want, you can just dive in, throw your two cents in and just walk away. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, it was a, that was a a very careeny multiple choice, uh, choose your own adventure episode this week.
1: It was, I didn't, yeah. Ended up covering good stuff.
0: Yep. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and call it for this week, uh, from the currently dry Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. From the imminently moist Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan, right? Imminently moist, new band name. New uh, band you, name, called it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 23. Have a good week.